Hello and welcome to Talking Comics Radio Theater presents The Fantastic Four, number one, featuring Dr. Reed Richards, Ben Grimm, Susan Storm, and Johnny Storm. With the sudden fury of a thunderbolt, a flare is shot into the sky over Central City. Three awesome words take form, as if by magic and a legend is born. Look! In the sky! What in blazes does it mean? I don't know, but the crowds are getting panicky. Rumors are flying about an alien invasion. Above all the hubbub and excitement, one strange figure holds a still, smoking flare gun. One strange man who is somehow more than just a man. For he is the leader of the Fantastic Four. Is the first time I found it necessary to give the signal. I pray it will be the last. In another part of town, Susan Storm is having tea with a society friend when she hears the ominous words. Susan, look, those words in the sky. What do they mean? So it has happened at last. I must be true to my vow. There can be no turning back. Susan, she... She's gone, but where? How? It is time for the world to meet the Invisible Girl. Hey, what's going on? Something rushed past me. Something unseen. Stand aside. I have no time to lose. It's a g-g-ghost. Just what I need. An empty cab. Boy, what a dull day. I might as well cruise around until I pick me up a fare. Thank you. I will get out here. Okay. Huh? What? Uh, who said that? What? Don't just sit there gaping, man. Take your money. Uh, I'm hearing things. Seeing things. Or or not seeing them. Gangway, I'm getting out of here. It works. I really am invisible. Completely, totally invisible. There can be no doubt. Now all that remains is my mission. But let us leave the amazing Invisible Girl and turn our attention to a men's clothing store in another part of town. I'm sorry, mister. I just don't carry anything big enough to fit a man your size. Ah, everywhere is the same. I live in a world too small for me. Look, out the window, in the sky. Those words, the Fantastic Four, what can they mean? So, the time has come. Wait, don't bother taking off your coat. I told you, we haven't got anything in your size. Your... your size? Oh, no! Uh, What a relief to get rid of those tight rags. Why must they build doorways so narrow? Holy smoke! A monster! Pete, look, what's that? I don't know, but I ain't taking any chances with it. Halt! Halt or I'll shoot! Okay, I warned you! His first shot missed because he was so nervous, but he'll not get another chance. Did you see that? He ripped a manhole cover out of the ground with his bare hands! It's impossible! I've gone far enough. I should be under my destination by now, but there's no manhole above me. No opening. Ah, I cannot delay. I'll make an opening. What is that? Right in front of me. Oh no, it's alive. Fool, did you not see me in time? It's a walking nightmare! Help! Help! Uh, lily-livered cowards. It ain't human! It's too big, too strong! It... it's a Martian! Minutes later, the police riot squad reaches the scene. There's no one here. Street's deserted. Then who put in that danger call? 
I don't know how to explain it, but there's something weird happening in Central City. Those words in the sky. Those scattered reports of monsters walking the streets. But what does it add up to, Chief? What? What does it add up to indeed? Perhaps if the police officers could witness still another scene in a local service station, they would find yet another clue. As will we. Got a purring, gentle as a lamb, Johnny. Good, that's the way I like her. There's only one thing in the world that interests me more than cars. Yeah, what's that, Johnny? Hey, Johnny, look! In the sky! Those words! They're all coming together. They're turning into a number. The number four! Johnny! That heat! Where is it coming from? What? What's happening to you? Don't worry, pal! You're turning into a, a, a human torch! Remember me saying there was only one thing I care about more than cars? Well, this is it! Ah! Impossible? Incredible? Call it what you will, but the figure which had been Johnny Storm scant seconds before is now a careening human torch, flashing through the skies above like a flaming meteor. Look! A blazing burning comet! No, it's not a comet! It's... it's... Unless we're going mad, it's something human. Seconds later, the mayor of Central City issues an emergency order. Call the governor! Have him alert the National Guard! Move, man! Yes, sir. And before the hour is out, Washington has also taken immediate action. Red Dog Squadron Leader, attack the moon! Flaming object over Central City! Flaming object, huh? Someone must have flipped his lid! And all the wild goose cha- Hey! Wait, what's that? It is a flaming flying object. Let's get it, guys. No, no, stay back, keep away. Why won't they listen? I warned them I tried not to burn their planes, but they came too close. Well, at least they all parachuted to safety. That sound in the distance, it looks like a hunter missile. It's zeroed in on me. It's attracted to my flame. I can't escape it, it's too fast. It has a nuclear warhead. If it explodes, I'm a goner. Suddenly, the human torch's flame begins to diminish, and, as the missile is about to strike him, two impossibly long arms reach above the rooftops, and... Got it. Moving with dazzling speed, one of the incredible arms hurls the mighty missile far from shore, where it explodes harmlessly over the sea. But, as the flying boy's flame flickers out altogether, he begins to plummet towards Earth, towards a certain doom! Grab me, Johnny boy. That's it. Who is this unbelievable stranger who has saved the human torch? You're safe now, lad. You're safe. In fact, who are all four of these strange and astonishing humans? How did they become what they are? What mystic quirk of fate brought them together to form the awe-inspiring group known as the Fantastic Four? You all heeded my summons. Good. There is a task that awaits us. A fearful task. But there is time enough to learn of the task which faces the Fantastic Four. First, let us discover more about their origin. Let us go back to that momentous day when an angry Ben Grimm confronted Dr. Reed Richards. If you want to fly to the stars, then you pilot the ship. Count me out. You know we haven't done enough research into the effects of cosmic rays that might kill all of us out in space. Ben, we've got to take that chance. Unless we want the commies to beat us to it. I never thought you 
would be a coward. A coward? Nobody calls me a coward. Get the ship. I'll fly her no matter what happens. And so, led by a determined Dr. Reed Richards, the little group sped towards the spaceport on the outskirts of town. Susan, Ben and I know what we're doing, but you and Johnny. Don't say it, Reed. I'm your fiancé. Where you go, I go. No time to wait for official clearance. Conditions are right tonight. Let's go! Before the guard can stop them, the mighty ship which Reed Richards had spent years constructing is soaring into the heavens towards outer space. She's behaving like a baby. Everything is perfect. Yeah, except the cosmic rays. No one knows what they'll do. Higher and higher, like a silver bullet roars the sleek spacecraft. We had to do it. We had to be the first. But we're reaching the cosmic storm area. Hang on. Hear that? It's the cosmic rays. I I warned you about them. They're penetrating the ship. Our shielding isn't strong enough. But I don't feel anything. Naturally, they're only rays of light. You can't feel them, but they'll affect you just the same. My head, it's pounding as though it's about to burst. Ben was right. We should have waited. Should have gotten heavier shielding. Johnny, what is it? What's happening to you? I don't know, sis. My body feels hot, like it's on fire. I feel like I'm burning up. Uh, Listen to me. Somebody else take the controls. I can't handle the ship anymore. My my arms are heavy. Too heavy. Can't move. Too heavy. I got to lie down. Can't move. Ben! At that moment, the powerful ship's automatic pilot took over and managed to return the sleek rocket safely to Earth in a rough but non-fatal landing. I, I'm grateful we're all alive. It was mighty close. But Reed, we failed. After all your work, your dedication, we failed. Bah, what'd you expect? But we're still not completely safe. We still have to see whether the cosmic rays affected us in any way. Oh, Reed, I feel so strange. Susan, look at Susan. What's wrong? You're fading away. Uh, Oh, no, no. It's impossible. Somehow the cosmic rays have altered your atomic structure, making you grow invisible. Sis, I I can't see you at all anymore. How how long will it last? There's no way of knowing. What? What if she never gets visible again? Look, I see her! I'm myself again. It happened so suddenly. All by itself. Thank heavens. You're all right, my darling. All right, eh? How do you know, wise guy? How do you know she won't turn invisible again? How do you know what'll happen to the rest of us? Ben, I'm sick and tired of your insults. Of your complaining. I didn't purposefully cause our flight to fail. And I'm sick of you, period. In fact, I'm going to paste you right in that smug face of yours. Ben, stop! Wait! Look what's happening to you! You're... changing! Oh, try to talk your way out of it, mister. I'm going to mop up the place with you. Run, Reed, darling. He's turned into... a... some sort of thing. He's strong as an ox. Reed, darling, bah! How can you care for that weakling when I'm here? I'll prove to you that you love the wrong man, Susan. I'll... Hey, what? No, you don't. You've had this coming to you for a long time, Ben. Oh, Reed. Reed. Not you, too. Not you, too. What am I doing? What happened to me? To all of us? 
You've turned into monsters, both of you. It's, it's those rays, those terrible cosmic rays. Now I know why I've been feeling so warm. Look at me. They've affected me too. When I get excited, I can feel my body begin to blaze. I'm lighter than air. I can fly. Look, I can fly. Minutes later, Johnny Storm's flame subsided and he landed near the other three. Silently, they watched the small fire he had started in the underbrush burn itself out. Silently, they were each occupied with their own startling thoughts. We've We've changed. changed. All of us. We're more than just human. Listen to me. All of you. That means you too, Ben. Together, we have more power than any humans have ever possessed. You don't have to make a speech, Big Shot. We understand. We gotta use that power to help mankind, right? Right, Ben. Right. I'm calling myself the Human Torch, and I'm with you all the way. Same goes for me, the invisible girl. There's only one still missing. Ben! I ain't Ben anymore. I'm what Susan called me, the thing. And I'll call myself Mr. Fantastic. And so was born the Fantastic Four. And from that moment on, the world would never again be the same. The Fantastic Four meet the Mole Man. And now, having met our four amazing characters, let us resume our tale. I called you together because I have some pictures to show you. Pictures? What are they, pinups? Look, all of you. This used to be an atomic plant behind the Iron Curtain. Wow, what happened to it? The same thing that happened to the other atomic plants on those photos. This one is in Australia. And this one's in South America. That's just it. It's happening to atomic plants all over the world. No one knows how or why. Wait, according to the steady impulses on my radar machine, another cave-in is about due to take place. And even as Reed Richards speaks halfway around the world in French Africa, the following scene is taking place. What is wrong, Pierre? I do not know. It sounds insane, but the sand beneath my feet seems to be throbbing. Almost as if something is moving below us. Almost as if... Listen. Don't you feel it? Help! It is an earthquake, but here in the desert, impossible. Impossible or not, Pierre almost fell to his doom. Wait! The ground is trembling again! What can it be? Sacrebleu! The Earth is going mad! But the worst is yet to come, for less than 30 seconds later... In the name of heaven, what is that? What indeed? It is a gigantic pair of claws the like of which have never been seen on Earth or any planet in the universe! It is unbelievable, mind-staggering, but real. Artillery! Bring the artillery! Harry! Harry! Artillery? Of what use is artillery against a creature whose hide is powerful enough to dig its way up through countless tons of rock-hard earth? Artillery? Of what use is artillery against a monster who can crush a heavy tank with one hand? But just as it seems that nothing in the world will halt the nightmare menace, the shrill sound of a commanding voice is heard, and the Goliath stops in its tracks! Enough! Return to the Earth's core! Our mission here is finished! Go! For even such a monster heeds its master. A master known as... The Mole Man! (laughs) 
But we shall return to the Mole Man before long. First, let us turn our attention back to the Fantastic Four as they gaze in astonishment at Dr. Reed Richards' super-sensitive radar scope. There! It's happened again! This time in French Equatorial Africa! But how? Why? That's what we've got to find out. By studying the cavens carefully, I've pinpointed an island located exactly between them. That is where we'll find our answer. It is known as Monster Isle. Monster Isle? That's just a fairy tale. There's no such place. Only one way to find out, Ben. And find out they do. Hours later, aboard their small private jet, the Fantastic Four see a strange mountain rising from the sea. Like an unearthly, grotesque face, they have found... Monster Isle! Little dreaming what awaits them, they climb to the top of the Forbidden Peak. If this is just a wild goose chase, mister, I'll make sure you live to regret it. Save your breath for the climb, gruesome. Hold it! I hear something! It's coming from below! Look! Those eyes! Suddenly, a living three-headed nightmare hurls itself at them from over the edge of the peak of Monster Isle! Quick, Sue! Turn invisible! Seeing one of its intended victims vanish before its eyes, the monster halts, bewildered. There's just time for me to become Mr. Fantastic again. I'll make a huge lasso out of my arm. Got him! I had heard there was a giant three-headed creature guarding this isle, but he shall guard it no longer. But before Mr. Fantastic and the Human Torch can catch their breath... Look out! It's a cave-in! Hold on, Johnny! Hold on! Lucky Sue and Ben aren't with us at the edge! Finally, the amazing duo float down to the bottom of the pit. It's, it's pitch, pitch dark. dark! What, what sort, sort of place, place can it be? Reed! I feel... something! It's a trap door in the wall! It's moving! That, that light! light. Where, Where did, did it come, come from? from? It's blinding! I can't see! I'm blacking out! It might be minutes or hours later when the two men regain their senses, only to find themselves garbed in strange adhesive-type suits which protect them from the blinding, unearthly glow. My head! The light. It actually caused us to lose consciousness. But how did we get into these suits? So, you have recovered, have you? It is about time! Who? Who are you? I can't see! And, and where are we? The reason you cannot see is... You are blinded by the glare... From the Valley of Diamonds! And as for me... I am the Mole Man! The Mole Man's Secret! Before we witness the breathtaking conclusion of our amazing tale, let us gather together all the loose ends. Let us return to the two members of the Fantastic Four who did not fall below during the cave-in. Reed and Johnny. Gotta find them. Wait! The noise! Behind me! What? What? But other ears also hear the menacing sounds, and other eyes behold the frightening sight. The eyes of the thing! Duck Sue, out of the way. Let me handle him. 
The second gigantic guardian of Monster Isle is powerful beyond belief, but he is fighting an enemy whose every atom has been charged with cosmic rays, an enemy who can't be stopped! You've done it, Ben! You've beaten him! What'd you expect? I'm the thing, ain't I? Now let's go find that skinny loudmouth boyfriend of yours. Oh, Ben. If only you could stop hating Reed for what happened to you. And what of Reed Richards and Sue's brother Johnny? We again descend to the depths of Monster Isle, where we find them confronted by the strangest menace of all time. The Mole Man. So, you've never heard of the Mole Man, eh? Well, soon, the world shall hear of me. For soon, the Mole Man will have the entire world in his power. How did you get here? What is this place? It all started long ago. Because the people of the surface world mocked me. What me? Come on with you. Don't make me laugh. I know you're qualified, but you can't work here. You'd scare our employees away. Hey, is that your face or are you wearing a mask? Ha ha! Finally, I could stand it no longer. I decided to strike out alone. To search for a new world. The legendary land at the center of the earth. A world where I could be king. My travels took me all over the globe. Even this loneliness is better than the cruelty of my fellow man. And then, just when I'd almost abandoned hope, when my little skiff had been washed ashore here on Monster Owl, I found it. That strange cavern, where can it lead to? I soon saw where it led. It led to the land of my dreams. Down there, below. But in the dread silence of that huge cavern, the sudden shock of my loud outcry caused a violent avalanche. And when it was over, I had somehow miraculously survived the fall. But due to the impact of the crash, I'd lost most of my sight. Yes, I'd found the center of the earth, but I was stranded here. Like a human moon! That was the last of my misfortunes! My luck began to turn in my favor. I mastered the creatures down here, made them do my bidding, and with their help I carved out an underground empire. I conquered everything about me. I even learned to sense things in the dark. Like a mole! Here, I'll show you. Try to strike me with that hole. Try it, I say. Ha! I sense that blow coming. Nothing can take me by surprise. And I've developed other senses too. Like those of a bat. I possess a natural radar sense. A warning system which enables me to evade whatever danger strikes at me. Compared to the mole man, you are slow, clumsy. Ha <laughs> ha! See how easily I defeat you, or any others who try to defy me. 
Now, before I slay you all, behold my master plan. See this map of my underground empire? Each tunnel leads to a major city. As soon as I've wrecked every atomic plant, every source of earthly power, my mighty moon creatures will attack and destroy everything that lives above the surface. <laughs> and now, at my signal, those creatures of darkness, my denizens of Earth's center, shall dispose of all of you witless intruders. We'll see about that, Mole. The thing! Too late, fool! The die is cast! There's no turning back! Thing, look out behind you! Hearing the mole signal, the largest and most deadly of his underground creatures ponderously raises itself into the room, its brainless rage directed at the four astonished humans. And then, the fantastic four fly into blazing action! Look out, Reed! I'm gonna burn my way out of this monkey suit! Good boy, Torch! Stand aside, gang. It's going to get mighty warm around here. Back and forth, buzzing around the monster's head like a hornet, flies the human torch as the gigantic creature vainly tries to grasp his fiery foe. Reed! The mole man! He's escaping! Not if I can help it, Sue. And help it, I can. Moving like a well-oiled fighting machine, the Fantastic Four, with the deadly mole man in their grasp, race for the surface. But then... Their evil antagonist seizes the signal cord again and... You haven't won yet! Even you can't defeat all of my under-earth horde! Hurry, Reed, hurry! Can't you even hold on to one little guy? And then they come like figments of a mad nightmare, roaring, running, snarling. The Mole Man's entire army of underground gargoyles! But they hadn't counted on the unbelievable power of the Human Torch! Flying between his fantastic allies and the pursuing horde, he blazes a fiery swath which melts the soft earth. This will cause a rock slide, sealing us off from those creatures. We did it. We're free. And the entrance to Mole Man's empire is sealed forever. Moments later. But where is the Mole Man? I left him behind. He'll never trouble anyone again. And the words of Mr. Fantastic are indeed prophetic. As seconds later... He's destroyed the entire isle. He sealed himself below. Forever. It's best that way. There was no place for him in our world. Perhaps he'll find peace down there. I hope so. I just hope we've seen the last of him. But whether we've seen the last of the Mole Man or not, we will see much more of the most amazing quartet in history in the next great issue of The Fantastic Four. Don't miss it. The end. Join us next time on Talking Comics Radio Theater. You've reached the mall, man. Unfortunately, I don't have great reception underground, so leave your name and number to brief message, and there's a slight chance that I'll get back to you. It is I, the Mole Man. You've reached my minion. 
But unfortunately, he cannot take your call right now because he's busy doing my dark bidding. Get it? Because we're underground and it's dark. <laughs> Leave a message.